TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Daryl has a lot of really great details about what this could mean and the idea that moving out of the lakefront and moving, moving out of the city of Cleveland is a real, real possibility here. And specific to what Albert had to say, um... I think there is a part of me that thinks, yeah, Super Bowl will be cool, but it feels far-fetched. So, like, I think of WrestleManias, and I think of just more better concerts, and I think of just, I think of all the different kind of sporting events, but I'll say this. I, you know, he said, yeah, I think you'll get one. I kind of threw it away. I think one Super Bowl being hosted in Cleveland would be the most meaningful thing that could happen to football in Northeast Ohio that isn't the Browns playing in the Super Bowl. Right. That's in Cleveland. Well, and I wouldn't throw it away because this is something that the Hall of Fame is, what, 45 miles south of Brook Park, 50 miles south of Brook Park. The NFL would, I think, it would be very smart for them to have a Super Bowl if you could in Cleveland because you can combine it with those two things. That's never been done before. Would the Browns get more than one? Probably not. But that one would be so special because of the tie-in with the Hall of Fame. And that is that alone, I think, is worth doing this. And then when you you talk about the Final Four and WrestleMania and all these other concerts that would come to town that normally skip over Cleveland, I think it's a no-brainer to have something like that. Well, and I just, you know, I listen, there's a part of me that can't handle, and I know it's a warm-weather town, there's a part of me that can't handle that Jacksonville had a Super Bowl before Cleveland. And I know that there's a lot of reasons for that. Their stadium, um, the weather, your stadium, all of it. But it bugs me that arguably the worst NFL market, Jackson, uh, Duval Fitz, this isn't about you, but it's about... Sounds like it is, Nick. It, it, it's you about called you. them the worst. They, well, because they are the worst. They they don't See, have a it's huge, about them. Well, but no, they don't have a lot of fans. That's not their fault. That's their municipality for bringing a team there that they can't support. I digress. You're blaming it them. Is, it is, yeah, it's all your fault, all right? It's your fault mom and dad are breaking up. But no, I like... <laughs> I think somebody needs to tell the truth to these damn kids out there. Just kidding, kids. It's not your fault. I realize what I was saying it as I'm saying be, it. It might be, though. Uh, you never know. But but it's not. But you never know. But um, I do, like, there is a part of me that's like, man, literally every team in the NFL has either played in the Super Bowl or hosted a Super Bowl. And I, one Super Bowl would be enough. Because here's the thing. Like, I agree with a lot of the thoughts about how corporate Super Bowls are. And I agree with a lot of thoughts about how it's really not my scene, right? Like, I, I'm probably the least corporate person you're going to find in any building, let alone this building. That checks out. I also think it is a tremendous honor to do it. And I think it, you know, like, I think radio people have gotten so jaded about this because we've been to Radio Row and because, 
you know, you see all the 75 different concerts on any given night. And like, I get it. You're not wrong, but you should be jaded when it's for the in LA for the 15th time. When it's in, when 10 years from now, it's in Vegas for the third time. When it's in Miami for the 10th time, like that I think is different than when it's built here. Just because it doesn't have a lot to do with North City to Ohio doesn't doesn't discount the importance of it just being here in the first place. But I think with the history of the game of football having such a big place in Northeast Ohio, that matters too. And truthfully, Cleveland has done a great job hosting these bigger events. If you want to look at, you know, when the NBA had its all-star game here back a couple years ago, Major League Baseball, I believe 2019, the Cavs in the finals for four straight years. And I realize you can't plan ahead for that, but the city itself and the area overall has done a great job hosting these things. I have no doubt that the city of Cleveland, or if it's Cuyahoga County as a whole, would absolutely knock a Super Bowl out of the park. I think it'd be a great thing. I think the NFL would be silly if, again, this is all contingent on having an enclosed structure, whether it's retractable roof or a dome. I think the NFL would be silly not to bring at least one Super Bowl here. I also, you mentioned this in the last segment about how well the infrastructure in India is set up, including its proximity, including, um, you know, the, um, the is it a civic center? I always forget what it is. Convention center. Convention center and how that's located. I do think that that is something that would make a lot of sense if you could do. Like, I let me put it this way. I don't think it's just about a, a stadium. I, I'm naturally anticipating that the Haslam's is, is influxed with money as they are, as smart as they are, would probably treat this as an ability to build some – I hate Jimmy Jimmy's world. I hate that moniker. I've heard it said on every show. Jimmy's world just sounds a little too close to Jimmy Eat World, which was a band I hated 20 years ago. I'm I'm okay with it now. I was a young man. How do you I feel had about the middle? Um, don't even get me started. But um, that was a great question. It, it's a band. They happened. They had a moment. However, um, the other part of this is I do think that that. Not underground infrastructure, but making so if you are gonna if it is gonna be the house of Haslam out there, that'd make a lot of sense to do similar things to what Indy did, where you can get from point A to point B without necessarily having to 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 go outside a lot in the winter. I think that would go a long way to landing you a Super Bowl. But I think you would kind of have to build Jimmy City for that to be the case. It's not Jimmy World where don't you've put got... it, don't put it past no, Jimmy but, Haslam. But if you want to have something like Indianapolis, it's the location of that stadium within the city of Indianapolis because you can get to so many other things that are downtown that are in that city. I don't think it's going to matter if, if Jimmy City is three hotels and seventeen restaurants. And all the things that come with it. I, but that's I, that's a city. That's not just the stadium. That's not just a convention center. That is so much that I don't know you can fit all of that on the amount of land they have. You can fit a lot on that acreage, but I don't know that you can fit an entire city. Well, I then one of the other parts in the, the Daryl uh, piece was that the city of Cleveland has already been looking at about a $3 billion overhaul of Hopkins. Um, so the airport, right? So I would imagine that Which this is... This could be a way where you kind of tangibly stay in business with the city of Cleveland without without kind of putting the ooh um what's the right word the weight the burden of of having this kind of stadium in town which is part of what Cleveland has kind of the city of Cleveland has kind of pushed back on. You guys can vote right now at afternoon 923 fan uh, where would you prefer the Brown Stadium be located? Right now, 50.5% saying elsewhere, 
49.5% saying downtown. Let's go with Demos. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, so the, the, I was talking to somebody about what benefits it, it would be to move away from downtown. And the, one of the biggest ones is the parking because the Browns only have a little bit of parking by the lake there and, and down in the bowl. And the city absorbs all that. And you think about it, like you just mentioned, hotels, restaurants, everything like that. You're, you know, you're talking the, the city of Cleveland has to pony up in benefits. This is why, like, you hear, like, people complaining, like, why does the city pay or why does the state pay? Because we're benefiting financially from the fact that the Browns don't get all the parking, all the restaurants, all the food, all the hotels and this and that. And what you're describing is if they build all of a sudden this entire uh, 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 complex out there in Brook Park, then they're going to get all the parking, all the rent, all the, you know, everything like that. And that's the financial calculation that Cleveland has to come up with in order to keep the Browns downtown. And if it doesn't happen, then guess what? Somebody got cheap. And so, but here's one. I'm going to throw even a wilder one out there for you guys. I'm ready for it. Okay. Highland Park Golf Course. There's two golf courses owned by the city of Cleveland out there by Beachwood and, and Highland Park and all that. I've heard that's another potential spot that the city of Cleveland owns that they could pony up and move the Browns out on the east side. How about that one? So I, here's here's where I – because I, I really like the Brook Park uh, spot because of mm-hmm. its location to everything. I thank you for the call, Demos. Um, truthfully, I don't necessarily care as much where it is, and I care more about the functionality – and what you can develop around it. I think so. Like the Highland, the Highland Golf Course thing. Like, yeah, hell yeah, that's that's not a bad spot for me either. I'm, like I said, I'm driving 30 minutes either way at best. So like, you know, people have talked about Lakeside over here, where uh, like Channel is it Channel 19 or Channel 3? I think it's Channel 3. Channel 3 is yeah, on Lakeside. Where Channel 3 and the FBI are. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Build one there. Like, <laughs> like it's not. It's not like to me. It's not well downtown or not downtown. It is is downtown really going to do what's necessary to stay in business with the Browns? And I listen. I, I said this to start the show. I think Justin Bibb has a lane that he's been in to get elected. And I think if you look at that lane and what he campaigned for and what he's done, including the the Cleveland scene thing with I'll take a gummy with you. Yeah. Like cool. You're the cool hip young uh, mayor. That's not the guy that that finances stadiums. That's not the guy. Right. That's not the guy that like him. Him making this happen is not going to help him with his base. And unfortunately, in local politics, it now nears national politics, and that's the kind of stuff that matters. Yeah. And as far as the Highland Park area goes, I think that would I would be I would not be a fan of that. I think that is such a difficult area to get around because of that two seventy one interchange. It can be such a hassle. That's where traffic really does build up. I think you would have much more success at, at the 480-71 interchange. I just think that would be a much easier place to And I don't know that it's quite as big as what they just bought, the Haslam's bought in Brook Park. I would not be a fan of Highland Park, man. I, I really would not. And I do think that they're actually in the process of renovating that golf course out there. Um, I also don't like the idea of less golf courses here locally. If just, if, if for what it's worth, like sure, I've already had, uh, I'm, I'm, I love my country golf courses. I've already seen enough of them close. The more golf courses in Northeast Ohio, the happier I am from like March to 
uh, September. Especially a 36-hole course, which yeah. that one is, where you've got, I you mean, know, I've you've played got two nine. full 18s. I, I got nine in me. That's it? I, yeah. Oh. Do, do I look like somebody that's out there going 36 holes in one day? You, you look like you could ride in a cart for this 36 holes. This isn't OnlyFans, okay? This is golf. 216-474-0092. Yeah. How, how can you only play nine holes? Nine to 18. Yeah. yeah. What do you play more frequently, nine or 18? Yes. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. No. I don't want to say nine because it's clearly nine. Come on, man. No, I'm morbidly obese, sir. I get so? the cop out. So? The car drives you, drive you around. You're not walking. Quick. Did you just slough off morbid obesity as a reason to to golf less? I yeah. sir, sir. I it's you, exercise. Golf more. I, if you're inside, if sorry, if you're under ten percent body fat, I'm gonna need you to see your way out of this conversation. I am not under ten percent. Okay, fat. twelve. Okay, twenty percent body fat. All right. Maybe if you're if you're under twenty percent, um, respectfully. I'm going to need you to abstain from here. The Cavs now make a deal at the deadline. Uh, you, early in the show, when we were doing the 5-5, five five, you made it pretty apparent you were cool with that, yeah? Yeah, I think it was the right decision. They've been, since December 15th, the best team in basketball. You can say it; it's a hot streak, but I think at a certain point, Nick, it stops being a hot streak and it just kind of becomes who you are. The Cavs are a really, really good basketball team. I don't know if they're a finals-level basketball team, but they're a really, really good basketball team, and I don't think there was a move out there Certainly not that was available to them that changes them from a really, really good basketball team to a finals caliber basketball team. I don't think there was anything worth messing up what they have that they could have done. So I, so I think both things, I think both you, what you're saying and what I'm saying are actually very similar things, which is I agree they shouldn't have just made a trade to make a trade. Sure. And I do think if you look across the NBA, there were some teams that made trades to make a trade. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no offense to Pat Bev. I don't know how big of an upgrade Pat Bev is at this point in his career over campaign. And I I don't know he's clearly worth campaign in a second round pick, but I digress. That's that's for and also considering that he and Dame Lillard might want to throw uh throw soup bones at each other in, in between timeouts. But like I didn't want to move just to make a move. Right. But I also don't want if the Cavs slow down. And like I agree to an extent. 
At some point, you're not hot. You're just playing really good basketball. Mm -hmm. They are playing more than 900 basketball right now. I'm not anticipating that for most of the year. If they're playing 700 ball for the last 16 games, I'd be like, that is sustainable. Yeah? So I think that they are closer to being – they're not the best team in the NBA. I mm -hmm. don't believe that. But I think they're closer to being the best team in the NBA than they are a 500 team, which is what they were before this hot streak. And, I, I, that's where I'm at with. And this. with that, I think the curse is you're in the division. Sorry, you're in the conference with the best team in basketball, which is clearly Boston. But I don't think Boston is some unbeatable juggernaut. I don't. But I and you know I don't think they should be the favorites to win the finals. I think that's still Denver. I Ooh. really do. Ooh. I would I would pick Denver to beat I, them in a series. I think Boston. I think this might be – so, okay, this is tough because they've had some really good teams with Jalen and Jason. I think this might be the best the talent rolls up to those two players that they've had. And I think, like, as long as uh, Chris Dabbs can stay healthy and stay in the role that he's in – Big if. And as long as Drew doesn't run out of gas in the playoffs, like, I think this is Boston's best chance to win a championship. And, I mean, I know they were in the finals a couple years ago, but I think, like, this is it. Like – if you don't win with this team as perfectly constructed around those guys, they're deep. They've got everything you need. They're the two killers on the wing. You know, win this one, maybe it's time to go ahead and have that difficult conversation about breaking up the duo. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm not going to debate you on that. I think they're the best team in the East, but if they were to take on Denver in the finals, I would pick Denver. Like, the Nuggets, to me, look like a team that's kind of bored because they just won a title, and they really don't care about what's going on in February, and I totally understand that. Hell, we've been there in this town with a basketball team before in the past. Boston's I, I actually, really good. Real I don't quick, think they're unbeatable, though. I think that's actually where Cavs fans are. I don't think that's where the Cavs are. No, they're not. But I, I think I think and, and I think Cavs fans are enjoying this right now. But in terms of you know when we try to have the big conversations about the moves you make, the moves you don't make, expectations. I think Cavs fans have treated this as I'm going to show up, enjoy every single game. But when it comes to the big conversations, Donovan's future, the fu uh, future of the guys around him, you know, expectations, I think it's been, eh, well, I'll talk to you in, I'll talk to you in April. And I'll talk to you in May. I, I think people are so over the regular season again. And that to me, like, I don't think the Cavs, I'm not disrespectful here. I don't think the Cavs have earned that. I, I don't think the Cavs have answered all the kind of questions that you have to have before you can get to the point where you're like, eh, talk to me in the first round of the playoffs. See, I disagree with that. And it's not necessarily a thing you earn by being good. It's because the disappointment of last April losing in five games to the Knicks, it kind of got to the point where the Cavs could win 55 games this season and it was always going to be, okay, well, we need to see it in the postseason. I think it changed a little bit when Mobley and Garland both were out for six weeks and they looked awesome. Like, I think that allowed people to kind of buy into J.B. Bickerstaff as a coach more, considering he wasn't very good, in my opinion, in the playoffs last year. I think it allowed people to believe in this team. But ultimately, if they stayed healthy all year long, they should have been just a regular season wins juggernaut because of the way they're constructed, because they play a little bit of a different style than a lot of other teams. And they can be a very challenging team to prepare for when you have to play them on a Thursday night in February. NBA teams just aren't scouting super in-depth for regular season matchups. That is one of 82. But it was always going to be about the playoffs because of the failures last year. Last year was awesome during the regular season, and then they fell flat on their faces. This year could have been awesome again, but it wouldn't have mattered if they would have lost in the first round. So, but I think my, my point is, like, last year, we were so in the love bubble. We are in the honeymoon period with Donovan, and we were just so happy to be winning – um, more than half your games at any given time 
that we stopped to ask. Well, no, I mean, there were people that, that asked this and were shouted down. I was one of them. Um, hey, is this JB guy doing a good enough job building a bench? And this year, like, I that that, that and the X's and O stuff hasn't stopped for me. And, like, I think – so when we say – Ah, we, we'll just sim to the end of the regular season and get me to the playoffs. Wake me up when uh, April 15th begins or April 14th ends. I was going for the Green Day thing there. It wasn't great. Ooh. But the point is, I to them, to me, to everybody. But I like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's a given that once the minute restrictions for Darius or Evan come, come off, that we're not going to have complications in the rotation. I, I like I I fundamentally think we're going to be having this ebb and flow of man. Why did Sam Merrill play seven minutes tonight in a matchup that favored his style of ball? Uh, why why did Evan stop shooting three pointers? Like I think those are things we're going to continue to have the conversations on. So that's what I mean when I say I'm not just you know send me to the end of this because Evan continuing to develop offensively is huge for what they're going to do in the postseason. Um, JB proving that he can continue to have a deep bench and develop it and keep those guys sharp, that is huge. And I think that's my concern. Is I like I agree a lot of this is based off of, man, we just need to wash that out of our mouth from last year. The same point, you get to the ah, wake me up when the playoffs begin, when your team in my opinion, when everybody in your organization you've done you've answered as many questions as you can in the regular season. I don't think we're there with this team yet. Sure, I get that to an extent, and I do understand some of the concerns. I would not expect Evan Mobley to just stop shooting threes. That's going to be something they continue to work on. The rotation thing is a big question, and JB's been on record saying that you know his ideal rotation is eight or nine guys. They've got 10, you could argue 11 guys that deserve to be on the floor each and every night, and it's just that's something that they're going to have to, it's going to be trial and error. I do think that when you are as good of a team as the Cavs are. I think they've, they're a team with a relatively high regular season floor. That means this time period is for trying things. Not everything's going to work, and that's that has to be okay in February and March. The Cavs aren't going to win every game the rest of the season. They're, they're, they're going to lose again at some point. That's uh, at Danny Cunningham on Twitter, yeah, the I'm, Cavs I'm, hater. Exactly. That's me, yes. That's going to happen at some point. They're going to try things that aren't going to work, but they're also going to try things that are going to work really, really well. I do think that the bench playing 10 guys needs to be important. They need to find minutes for Sam Merrill. They need to keep having minutes for Dean Wade because he's been awesome this year. The development of Isaac Okoro, who continues to be a great defender, and by the way, he's shooting 38% from three. I don't think he takes enough of them, but he is someone that is a, a legitimate threat from that corner spot. Those things, I think, are all things that are so much different than they were last year. And Nick, I also think that this is the thing that we won't see for sure until the playoffs. I think this team is tougher than the team was last year. I don't know that they had somebody outside of Donovan that was kind of willing to mix it up, kind of willing to be a tough guy. And your star being that guy is awesome. But I think you also need someone that's not your star that does that. And I think they have a couple guys that have brought that to the table that have changed this team for the better. Who are those guys? I think Max Struess has done that, and I think Tristan Thompson's done that. Mm -hmm. And say what you want about Tristan getting suspended. Say what you want about his numbers when he's been on the floor. The Kardashians. I say what you want about all that. But I think he's brought a real toughness and a veteran presence that they just didn't have last year. I think what's really, really crucially important to the toughness factor is that those guys are playing and know their role. Right. And, and, and honestly, like, the... 
I just think the Cavs at this point, you're too talented not to win a first-round series. 100%. And so I guess the two things I didn't love that I heard from from Kobe, and there was a lot that I did like or I did agree with, it's just I I pointed out more of the things I disagree with in the interest of times or in the interest of time. I didn't love him kind of eschewing the conversation about expectations, and I didn't love the youth conversation or the youth point. Say, ah, oh, we're still pretty young in playoff experience. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm done with that. I'm I'm done with well, JB's only had one coaching series here. Well, what about that one he had in Houston? And what about the play in tournament? Like, I just at some point this organization needs to embrace and set expectations. And when expectations aren't met, you you need to kind of there needs to be a rubber meets the road situation. And I think that's this year. I, I think this is the year it's okay to say this is the most talented team we've had since 2017. And it's time to go ahead and have expectations and win some damn games. So what do you think those expectations should be? Because I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also agree with Kobe that this is not a finals or bust team. That should not be the expectation. No, I think finals or bust comes in when you've actually made an Eastern Conference Finals. I agree. I think the bare minimum expectation is win a playoff series and be super competitive in a second series. And I think we should see a team. They're, they're talented enough to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think so, that aligns with internally their expectations. And I do think it's okay that you're not verbalizing that for the public because that's not Kobe Altman's job. Kobe Altman's job is to put together a team that can do those things. I think he's done that. What he says to the media, I, I don't necessarily care a whole ton about. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.